3: Feeling about
1: this. Welcome to episode two hundred and twelve of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hals Burkhart,
0: and I'm your host, Will Witten.
1: meyer he's back don't call it a comeback i am complete will back in the the co-pilot seat we're just flying you guys through the air destination star wars we're cruising at 1400 feet beautiful day for a flight not expecting much turbulence at all your in-flight assistance will be by shortly to get your drink and food orders just kick back and enjoy some Star Wars.
0: Hot diggity!
1: Uh, buddy, how was your uh, second vacation?
0: It was good. It was, uh, a, <clears throat> it was a family vacation, like extended family. So grandma, aunts, uncles, cousins,
1: dad. Well, this is the big, um, the big Witten family.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: The one you guys do every year, huh? Absolutely. And this is Gulf Shores, right?
0: Yes, it was. It was actually out in Fort Morgan, which is a little further removed from Gulf Shores.
1: How was the beach? It was
0: beautiful. Uh, Being that isolated from the main strip, you get to see a little more wildlife.
1: Oh, Um, like what?
0: So, like a, a lot of birds. Right. I saw a stingray. I saw a turtle. Saw some dolphins. Oh
1: man! Oh man! A
0: a lot of wildlife and fish the size of my forearms, whole schools of them.
1: Oh wow! Dude, I don't think I've been to the beach like actually, like you know, we went on the piers and stuff when we uh, went to California last year. But actually, go to the beach and hang out. Uh, I don't think I've done that since maybe Amanda and Goose's wedding. It's been a while. I
0: was gonna say Amanda and Goose's wedding was the last time I did it with you.
1: Yeah yeah so uh man, it's just it's tough for me to get out on the beach, yeah, even those fucking beach wheelchairs don't really make it much easier, yeah, but I do enjoy it um, well, I'm glad you had a good time, buddy i did we uh we had old buddy Robo on last week to Which uh I know it was a good episode oh, it was a good time, man. Love talking to Star Wars with that dude.
0: Robo's a good guy,
1: um. But yeah, glad to have you back. It's good um, to be back. And uh, we got some Star Wars stuff to talk about, and we got some people to hear from. You know how we do. I do. Uh, so, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram, at Blue Harvest Pod. We have a Patreon page where every week... We release bonus podcasts. If you enjoy this show, we've got all kinds of extra stuff for you to check out if you feel like uh, supporting us. For as little as $3 a month, you'll get shows like uh, Cooking with Will, Blue Harvest Adventures, where we have our buddy Robbo and Jesse and Colleen play the um, uh, first edition of the West End Game Star Wars pen and paper role-playing game. It's a real play. I think that's the genre it's called. It's a lot of fun. Um, we have Year by Podcast with our buddy Steel, Masters of Harvest Cossie with King Tom. Uh, oh no, it's Hall Solo, Jaws. We got so many different bonus shows, guys. And more to come. So if you want to check that out and support us at the same time, patreon.com slash Podcast, uh, And... Special mention, uh, You're Creepy, coming back this week for their second season. So if you're nice. not subscribed yet, it's the perfect jumping on point. Jump on and have some creeps, Jump some on spooks, it. and some, some scary, I don't know, other spooky things. Have a good time and a scary time and a creepy time. You're Creepy, season two. Check them out.
0: You think that got me enough brownie points with Jesse? Oh no,
1: no, uh, you really got to check it out, guys. Uh, it is a phenomenal creepy podcast. Like I listened to a couple of them. It's not necessarily my go-to genre, but unexplained. Who needs unexplained? You're creepy. That's where it's. It'll at.
0: scare you right out of your pants.
1: Look, you've seen how gray my hair and my beard is, Will. That I had luxurious just for men. Dark brown hair until I started listening to your creepy. That's how I had scary it is.
0: Jet black Grecian formula hair. Before I started listening to your
1: it's creepy, creepy man. That's
0: bleached hair, white out.
1: Woo! Some good stuff. So check it out. What do you think? You think that's good enough? That might do. Okay. Um. So there was one bit, big bit of news that happened this week. Huge news. News so huge that like I know every single person that's turning into the podcast like this is like this is what i want to hear people talk about tool announced the title for their new album after 13 years fear inoculum is coming out august 30th we knew the release date already and in a matter of like an hour and a half their entire catalog will finally be available on like itunes and spotify and everything interesting yeah never thought i'd see the day never thought i'd see the day that they'd finally go up on streaming very excited um hoping for maybe a first single when the uh, catalog goes up but they said that's coming sometime so hopefully i don't have to wait too much longer
0: Did you see the drama where Justin Bieber was like, oh, I love Tool, grew up listening to Tool, and Maynard was like, oh, bummer.
1: (laughs) Okay, so yeah. And his wife went off on it. So apparently what happened was old Justin Belushi, the Biebs, posted on his Instagram story a a video of him listening to The Pot by Tool, right? Right. An excellent song. I really like that song. Not necessarily one you would call a deep cut, though. It was definitely a radio single, one of their rare ones, because, you know, they don't get a ton of radio play because how long their songs are and stuff. Anyways, he posted that, and, dude, you should have seen, like, if you went on Twitter and just searched their lead singer, Tool's lead singer's Twitter handle, it was just person after person telling him, Justin Bieber likes Tool, Justin Bieber likes Tool. And all he did was respond, hashtag bummer. And dude, <laughs> Justin Bieber's wife went off on him. Yep. What did you expect? If you're familiar with Tool, you can't have expected him to be like, Aw, oh, sick. Guess what? We're putting out a new album. You want to do a remix? Tool featuring the Beebs That's never going to happen. Oh, come on. But yes, I did see that. I did see that and found it pretty amusing. That's pretty funny. Um, what do you think about that name, Fear Inoculum?
0: I mean, that's pretty par for the course.
1: Yeah, a little weird, right? Fancy word yeah. involved. You know, they got a... They, they're, they're wicked smart, and they got to tell you about it. Let's throw a weird word into the title.
0: I mean, and the guys from Tool have always played on... I guess fearful imagery. Well, in, uh, see, maybe not necessarily fear, but fear of the unknown.
1: Yeah, there's, or a fascination with, but yes, I definitely know what you mean. Um, so do you want to know my theory uh, sure. behind it? This is, it's going to sound goofy because I think about this stuff way too much, but I think they're saying this is an inoculum Against fear. Interesting. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah. like if you were to get a measles inoculum, you know what I'm saying? Or a, I don't know, whooping cough inoculum. Right. <clears throat> That's my personal so we
0: need to listen to this album before we storm area 51 is what you're telling me
1: uh what else do you think i would they have a song about area 51 (laughs) like what do you think what else do you think i would listen to before me and you go right you know if i found out between now and the raid on area 51 that i was like terminally ill uh you know i would be like will Let's do it, man. Let's just do oh, it.
0: Oh, dude. I would create some crazy vehicle, like some Mad Max thing, <laughs> where you've got the bass guitar and you're like hanging from the strings <laughs> in front of the giant speakers. And we would just go full bore, bulletproof glass in front of everything.
1: I'm all on there, like, dee doo dee doo, dee doo dee doo, dee, dee doo dee doo. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm very excited.
0: Pedal to the metal.
1: I'm not trying to. Uh... Take up too much of the blue harvest time, but I got uh, more than more than two. So enough to bring it up. I got messages being like I know you're gonna talk about this. I wanna hear what you have to say about this. You know, about the the new tool news. I'm very I love
0: the meme that showed up about me trying to talk about area
4: 51
0: (laughs) conspiracy theories and you just trying to talk about area 51 memes. Yeah, that's
1: classic. That's from our buddy, Michael Morris. Like he, like, so, you know, typically what I do is we record on Thursdays. I edit and put the show together on Friday whenever I'm done with my work for the day. So sometimes if I get done early, the show will go up early. Like that's my sort of, punctuation on the week get blue harvest posted shut down the laptop and then i don't have to worry about any kind of work for a couple of days right because by the end of the by the end of friday the last thing i want to do is stare at my laptop because that's what i do for like 60 70 hours a week um and so that particular week i posted it really late shut down the laptop went to bed woke up and that was the very first thing i saw was that meme that michael moes total Morris. classic if you guys want to check it out i definitely retweeted it and i definitely uh posted it on our instagram too oh man it made me laugh so hard right anyways you want to talk about some actual star wars news yes <clears throat> um so what was, the, I was trying to think of this today. What was the last thing we discussed? You you got to discuss the Sith Troopers, right? That sort of broke. Yeah,
0: Sith Troopers was kind of the last thing we discussed.
1: Okay, there hasn't been a ton since then. Um, one thing that was interesting that came out during Comic-Con, sort of over the weekend, um, Kevin Smith was out doing interviews for all of his, um, the different, pl- press junkets and stuff because he's got the Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie coming out this fall, right? Right. And during an interview with IGN, he um, the the host asked him can you guess the last shot of Star Wars Episode 9? And he said, well it's interesting that you say that because you know, he got to go to the set. We talked about months ago how he was at the set and he saw the biggest physical set he's ever seen in his life. Oh, wow. On a soundstage. That's right. We did talk about that. And turns out he's since clarified that we see that set in the trailer. It's the big sort of a illumin- illuminated looking city that the ship is flying into. Yeah. It's very brief in the trailer, but he said, that's the set he saw. Um, well, during this IGN interview, he says, while he was there, they were taking him around, showing him stuff off, showing stuff off to him. And there there was this set or this um, soundstage that was closed off, and they warned him. JJ included said, Do you want to see what's in there? Because I'll take you in there and show you, but it's the last shot of the movie. It's going to melt your mind, and you should wait to see it in the theater. And Kevin Smith said he waited to see it.
0: Oh, so he passed.
1: He did pass. But, and one thing I, you know, I like to keep people. Keep in people's minds when you're discussing anything to do with Kevin Smith, who I'm a huge fan of. This is in no way a knock against the guy, but there is such thing as Kevin Smith hyperbole, where you know throughout his career, Kevin Smith has gotten the chance to see a lot of really sort of geeky things. Early, he saw, you know, um, the Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. He saw Watchmen. He saw. He's seen all kinds of things early through his association and friendship with other people in Hollywood. And every time they're fantastic and every time they're going to blow your mind or their mind melting. You know what I mean? Yes. So you got to keep that in mind. He's very excitable, Kevin. That's part of the reason I like him so much, but, um, yeah, I'm it is definitely opening debate and speculation and all kinds of things. What do you think it could be? That's what I want to know.
0: I have no idea. I, I, For it to melt my brain, I literally have no idea.
1: Yeah. It, I have no idea. It's so, because I had such a, you know, we're a little over four months out from the rise of Skywalker. Uh, We're definitely entering the period of sort of increased promotion I assume we're going to get something, maybe nothing huge, but something at D23 towards the end of this month. Right. Then in October, we have Triple Force Friday and probably the full trailer, the last, you know, full theatrical trailer for The Rise of Skywalker, maybe even during Monday Night Football again, like they did for The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. So we're not far from really kicking in to pro- promotional high gear and getting a better sense of the movie. But at this point, I don't have enough grasp on the structure or the plot or anything to even guess what that last shot could really be with any kind of certainty.
0: That's where I'm at. I, I don't have enough to go on and guess. I mean, it may, maybe it's something to do with Palpatine. Maybe it's evil Ray, you know, like I'm trying to think of things that would melt my mind.
1: See, I, I don't know if it it could have something to do with Palpatine. You know, um, to me, the fact that they did Palpatine's laugh in the first trailer and um, you know sort of revealed that Palpatine is going to have some sort of presence in this new movie that was mind melting. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be something. I just have a feeling this movie ends on a hopeful note. It's the end of a trilogy. The supposed temporary, I'm saying temporary, end of the Skywalker saga or the saga movies. So I just.
0: I also had the feeling that Rey was Luke's daughter. Hardcore, like, mm -hmm. believed it in my bones.
1: Yep. So I don't know, man. I hope it's not evil ray that would really bum me out like there's a couple of things that would really really bum me out and i say this and then you know there's always always leave some wiggle room because depending on how they they pull it off um
0: darth jar jar binks no that I'm is thinking i'm thinking of face melting things like mind melting
1: yeah, I don't know. It's Over hard to say. See, I don't know that it's going to be that that okay, there's definitely that's one way they could take it. They could take it to some big surprise ending, right? Some right. shocking surprise ending. Um they could take it to um shit. I lost my train of thought. So excited to talk to Will. I forgot what I was going to say.
0: What if it's Force, Ghost, Leia, and Luke?
1: Oh. What if it's just because, okay. There's that line in the trailer, right? And for all we know, this could be a situation where it was dialogue recorded specifically for the trailer. Maybe it's not even in the movie. Um, but there's this dialogue. Like, he has that dialogue a thousand generations are in you now talking right. about a thousand generations of jedi what if it's like oh where's waldo poster of force ghosts oh wow and people will be like like thousands of generations of jedi force ghosts fucking um
0: everyone from band Bandim to mace windu to kiyadi
1: yeah just all uh giving their best to ray and being like it's up to you now granted b- that would really piss off people because they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn was the first one to figure it out, and even he can't be a Force ghost, so that doesn't make much sense. I mean, what if, okay, hear me out here. What if uh, during the last fight, they pull a Return of the Jedi, okay? Uh, a first draft of a Return of the Jedi, and Luke comes back t- t- to physical life. Oh. Because that happened in the Return of the Jedi first draft. Right. I talk about it all the time. Just because it fascinated me when I was like a teenager and found out about it for the first time. Um, And what if he doesn't become one with the Force after that? What if instead he leaves the Jedi Order in Ray's hands and returns to Tatooine. What if the last shot is Luke Skywalker returning to Tatooine to live out the rest of his life in peace?
0: After he came back
1: yeah, to help defeat the First Order. Oh. Not a great ending.
0: I was about to say no. This is why no, I don't no. write
1: Star Wars. I've heard way worse. I've heard way worse, but I'm not I, I'm just saying like boy. I
0: saw this fan theory online that Kylo Ren has been a double agent all along. And I just don't know if I believe that.
1: Yeah, I don't either. Like, I don't see a lot of evidence for it. I don't see a lot of evidence either. And, and if he is a double agent, like the extremes he's gone to, to, it just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Like killing his own father.
1: Yeah, being complacent in the destruction of an entire star system. You know, you would think if he's a double agent, that's the kind of shit he's there to stop.
0: That's where we draw the line, like, no more.
1: Right? So, no, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, I'm
0: still trying to think of mind-blowing endings. and It's hard to, man, right? It's hard. It is hard. How could you blow my mind? I mean, if Ray dies and Kylo and the Knights of Men take over the galaxy.
1: Yeah, I just... So, to me, the only way this movie ends on like a downer or darker note is if they have pretty much immediate plans for an episode 10. You know, I don't think you leave star Wars off on a dark note unless you have a bright future for it ahead. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because revenge of the Sith does, it ends on a hopeful note, but it's dark. Like things are not in a great place, but you know, the original trilogy follows and that sets everything right. You know, sets everything right. So, I don't know. <clears throat> Who knows? Um, but I can't wait to find out. Not long now. <clears throat>
0: right <laughs> so, around the corner, basically.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, before you know it. Because, so, okay. Not to bring it back to the same subject as before but Jesse and I went to see Tool here in Birmingham right after basically a couple of weeks after Star Wars Celebration and they announced that the album was going to be out August 30th which was at that point basically four months away because we saw him at the beginning of May um, and that seemed so far away for something I was anticipating so much and it's right around the corner now, like it's.
0: You get the anticipatory anxiety.
1: I do. You know this about me, like I do. <coughs> I probably slept two hours the night before the finale of Lost. I don't know that I slept at all the night before the Force Awakens came out. Like I just couldn't. Too excited. It's like it's like when you're a kid and it's Christmas Eve. Just wide ass awake in bed, being like, "Oh shit, I tomorrow- wonder." tomorrow's gonna be cool i wonder what it's gonna be like i get fucking stoked and cannot sleep (laughs) um so i guarantee you august 29th shit i might as well just stay up all night anyway just not even try the thing that sucks is it's not like at midnight i can listen to it because i made a solemn vow with our buddy steve steve cobra of stone cobra and Steve versus the prequels we made this vow in 2008 11 years ago
0: that's a long time that that's when over the, a decade
1: that when the new tool album came out we wouldn't listen to it on release day until we could hang out and listen to it together so that means it's going to come out at midnight and i gotta wait till who knows five or six on friday it's gonna be rough
0: you better stay off social media.
1: Oh, I will. I definitely will. Although he did make a concession and said that listening to the first single whenever it releases is totally um acceptable. That's cool of him. <laughs> yeah. We we had to hammer out some details because if I had to go, you know, four, three or four weeks without listening to a song that everybody's listening to, that might drive me a little crazy be like not being able to watch the Star Wars trailer. Um so we I don't think we you were here post the announcement of the comic series. Do you remember us talking about the Kylo Ren comic series? No, I don't. So, writer Charles Sewell, who has done some work on Star Wars comics, he did the Lando mini series, uh the Anakin and Obi-Wan series. He's done a really Pretty highly acclaimed Darth Vader run, too. Um, He announced at Comic-Con that he has a Kylo and the Knights of Ren limited series coming out. And it's going to start in December. Four issues. And it's um, the sort of internal tagline that he's given it is from Ben to Ren. So it looks like we're finally going to be getting some sort of Kylo Ren backstory and stuff filled in that's cool yeah it's i gotta say that is how you get me interested in picking up a, a new star wars title that's the what i'm looking for you know
0: backstory filler that we really want to hear Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. so something i'm really looking forward to um you know once we get past this this next trailer it's going to be nothing but stuff like that books and tie-ins and because there's another comic series that I'm sure I'll check out that's um that's set in between I can't remember what it's called but it's set in between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker and it's like Finn and Leia and Poe and Ray and all of those characters on an adventure between uh seven or eight and nine so once again right up my alley. That's what I'm looking for. So, I think that's uh, pretty exciting. Terribly exciting. (coughs) Did you get the picture I just sent you? The visual dictionary for Rise of Skywalker? Yep, this is, um, you know, we get one of these with all the movies. Uh, Once again, something that was, I believe, sort of debuted during comic-con and on the cover we get a look at c-3po um a knight of wren ray sith troopers helmet Dio, uh the knights of wren's vibro scythe blade and then up in the corner it's the doritos tie fighter
0: the tie dagger
1: yeah pretty cool clearly sort of the first order's take on
0: an um, interceptor.
1: Yeah, the TIE interceptor.
0: What's also interesting is that energy bow.
1: Yep, yep. Because that's Jaina. Yeah, Jaina or Jana, however you say it. That's her weapon. Um. So I guess that answers our question we had. Is it going to fire arrows or is it going to fire lasers? And I guess that tells us it's going to fire lasers, huh?
0: It says repurposed blaster barrel. Mm-hmm. Whatever comes out of there. Because mm-hmm. Chewie's bowcaster shoots bolts like like uh, energy bolts, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Big old destructive ones. Yeah. Blow the shit out of a stormtrooper. In,
0: in the video games, they make it seem like a spread, like a shotgun. But uh, I don't they think sure that's do. necessarily canon.
1: They, they make it seem like that in both Battlefront 2, the current one, uh, and in Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight, the first person shooter, you can pick up a bowcaster in one of the levels and it, it shoots like a three bolt spread if I remember I'm, correctly.
0: I always like the archery blasters, you know, like the bowcaster and then um Chirrut Imwe kind of has one in... Yeah. Uh, Oh, Rogue One. In Rogue One, yeah. He sure does. It's like a super mighty, it's like a bazooka, kind of, like a, a ballista, maybe is the word I'm looking for. A ballista. But it's cool to see a longbow kind of version of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. I still kind of wish it was like a uh, a torque bow with yeah, like right. explosive heads. So she's like doing the Rambo First Blood Part 2 thing where she's shooting explosive arrows at folks. Um, but yeah, it's cool to see, really, you know, from that visual dictionary cover, I don't think we see anything that hasn't been revealed yet besides the tie. The dagger. The Knight of Ren looks cool. It does. He does look cool, and seeing him in more detail is definitely cool. Definitely like a, a medieval vibe to the, the helmet, especially. Looks very Dark Souls-
0: Yes. Yes, it does.
1: I need to show that to Steve. You um, dig it. Because, yeah, that, he looks like a character out of Dark Souls. And I never thought looks of like
0: that. Looks like somebody you would die against 200 times.
1: Yeah. And then be like, I'm sure glad I spent $60 on this game. It's so enjoyable.
0: Not I, at all frustrating.
1: I'm awesome at this. You know who is awesome at those games is Steve. Uh, Steve, I I, Steve has probably played... You know, like Dark Souls one, two, and three, and Bloodborne and Sekiro, like two or three times a piece. He I loves can see that development.
0: Steve being meticulous and you know dedicated enough to pull off the ballet that it takes. Yeah, and to beat those guys.
1: That's what's that's what's frustrating about those games to me is they look so cool, and like everything about them screams something I would dig, but I'm terrible at them. And I've given them all a fair... Not all. At a certain point, I wised up and stopped buying them. But I tried Demon Souls. I tried Dark Souls 1, 2, and maybe even 3. Be-
0: I saw Dark Souls 2 for the cheap, but then I read some reviews and was like, oh, it's not that good, so I didn't buy it.
1: Oh, like the remastered edition or whatever that's on Xbox yeah. One? I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I um, I
0: figured... I figured I would try Sekiro if I'm going to really try one.
1: Yeah, and like the setting and vibe of that one is right up my alley. I just wish I could be better at those games. And it's not like there's other games that have sort of harder combat that I'm not good at. I'm good at The Witcher, and its combat is pretty hard. It's not Dark Souls. It
0: is difficult, but it is not. I remember playing... Maybe it was Demon Soul that you had on the mm-hmm. PlayStation for a little while, and I tried to get really far, and I got a little ways, but
1: yeah, I maybe got. I got through. slapped
0: down enough that it was like, okay, let's play something.
1: Yeah, it. And I think maybe two bosses, or what I got through in that right, one. Right. Right. And then it's just I I couldn't do it, man. Like, I I have limited, especially now. I have limited time to play so after that 20th death to the same character the same enemy like I'm like this is a wonderful use of my time <laughs> I wish I was better That's at it right. because they I look so cool
0: I don't have the time I haven't played a video game in so long but I remember playing those and I was like okay I'm, I'm efficiently pissed off like okay I'm nice and good and pissed off now let's, uh, let's do something else uh,
1: you know what um, what I've been digging uh, is Fire Emblem on the switch oh wow that's a good game man it is like a um
0: i only know the characters from the super smash
1: right right it's a it's a long running series the first game came out on the famicom the you know yeah the japanese version of the nes it was from what i
0: hear the stories are kick-ass
1: the one i'm playing the new one on the switch has got a really good story um and it is not an easy game either. Because there's permanent death, so it is a um, I don't know if it's a strategy JRPG or a tactical RP uh, JRPG. So like when you go to like battles and stuff, it's not you know turned based necessarily. It's about moving your units and attacking and you know figuring out the best strategy and unit placement and stuff. If one of your characters die, they're dead for good. There's yeah. no bringing them back.
0: I used to play a game called Bad North. That was kind of like
1: that. Mm. I saw you getting some achievements for that on Xbox. It's difficult,
0: but interestingly so. Yeah. It's all about tactics and stratagem.
1: Um, what else did we have Star Wars-wise? We got the die- Tide Dagger, which I think looks cool. Um... I didn't realize this. So, uh, Hasbro, right? Yeah. We're showing off products at Comic-Con. And they showed off... um, They couldn't really show off any The Rise of Skywalker stuff besides the Sith Trooper Black Series. Because that's just, I guess, how Lucasfilm operates. I guess they would rather all the toys and stuff leak instead of having a cool official reveal at like the biggest con of the okay. year. Um, but what they did show off is a new sort of line that they're doing. That's, you know, aimed at a younger audience. Um, You know, the galaxy of adventures cartoons, right? They're doing a toy line tied in with that. And okay. the figures are like five inches tall so, in between a black series and your regular uh three and three quarter inch sort of classic Star Wars figure, and they've got like they're they're they've got a cool design to them. They look like the animated version of the characters from those cartoons. Uh, and they've all got like an action feature to them like Han Solo will quick draw his blaster out of a holster or Vader will swing his lightsaber or whatever, right right Um and I didn't realize this until. Reading some more about it, and I, I hope I'm not wrong, but I think this is the case. That line is replacing the regular three and three quarter inch figures. Really. So if you want Star Wars figures in three and three quarter inch scale, which I really enjoy, um, you got to go the vintage collection route, which is the they're more expensive. They've got more articulation and they come on what looks like an old school vintage card. Um, You know, like that they did in the original run of Kenner figures or whatever. Right. So you'll still be able to get figures in that scale, but they won't be the same style as the ones they did for the force awakens, rogue one, last Jedi and solo, which kind of bums me out because from like a collector standpoint, it sucks that I'm not going to be able to fig- finish out the trilogy with, like, a consistent style of figure, you know? Um, I don't even know why I brought this up. There was a reason. Oh, it's the TIE Dagger. So, my question is, with the regular three and three-quarter inch line basically going away, what does that mean for vehicles? Yeah. Because what does that mean? they'll definitely do some vintage series vehicles, like... For episode for Force Friday, it appears they're going to have a vintage series X-Wing for sale, which I'm all about. That sounds awesome. But, you know, like for Force Awakens, we got two different types of X-Wings. We got the First Order TIE Fighter. Uh, and then a bunch of vehicles that weren't even in the movie. Um, you know, for um, The Last Jedi, they did the A-Wing with Tally and... Um, uh, like the ski speeders and all kind. you know, like they did some cool vehicles. That was one of the things I always thought Hasbro did at least a decent job with. Right. And it looks like that might be kind of going away for. Her. So uh, my question is, are we going to get a cool tie dagger vehicle? Or are we going to have to wait for them to do that in the vintage collection? And
0: I, I guess it'll have to come with a little dock because it's not going to be able to sit on its bottom wings like a tie fighter would. No, I, mean, I guess it could it would just kind of be leaned forward.
1: Yeah, and I, and then you know, that's that could also be an issue with the the tie interceptor toys. Uh definitely not as much of an issue cuz they do have like a flat edge to the wings. These do not. Right. Um yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the sort of toy and vehicle situation is going to look like i wonder if
0: it'll all be small like if it'll all be the micro machines hot wheels small stuff yeah if you're not gonna need to put people in them
1: yeah and you know
0: there's also the force link size
1: that's what, I'm talking. what I'm talking about the force link stuff is what i'm talking about as far as regular three and okay. three quarter they're not doing that sort of the five points of articulation you know the little well, figures I freaked out about on Force Friday and got all yeah. of and have been doing a decent job keeping up with since then like they're not I have doing a millennium
0: falcon that's that size like probably the size of an A wing from mm-hmm. that line and I wonder if it'll all just be relative to whatever you're trying to release Yeah I it's about know. the size of a dinner plate, you know.
1: Yeah, and is that the is that the solo version of the falcon? It is. Yeah. It is. they That's something that they did that was kind of weird. They did a big one in three and three-quarter inch scale, and then they did a smaller sort of hand-sized one too. Yeah. It was kind of weird, I thought.
0: It is odd. It's an odd move. But, I mean, I guess if, it, if it's the toy and it's not meant to interact with the figures.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to be a little bummed. I'm a little bummed that, like... End of an era. Yeah, for this series of... St- like, it would be cool to have... Um, you know, a consistent style, at least through the sequel trilogy. And I know a lot of people weren't crazy about sort of the, you know, the three and three quarter inch figures that came out with, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, The Force Awakens. And then they moved on to the Force Link stuff for the movies after that. But I dug them. Like, were they the yeah. greatest figures? No, but, like, they're also pretty cheap, which was nice. Right. <coughs> um,
0: Definitely make them collectible. Not, yeah. not like, abil- able to be bought.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how collectible that stuff will be. I'm assuming not super.
0: Right, that's what I was going to think.
1: Um, you know, if if you're really looking to... Like, collect stuff, especially if you want stuff to, like, increase in value. Like, you know, vintage stuff and then higher-end collectibles are probably your two best options for something like that. Or extremely limited stuff like the sale barge or con exclusives. Alrighty. Um, so, we got one more story. And then we'll jump into voicemails and stuff. This one I thought was pretty heartwarming. And it has to do... With uh, someone that's, that calls into our show every now and then.
0: Oh, I think I know what this is.
1: So, over the weekend, uh, the London film and Comic-Con was going on. And one of the guests of the Comic-Con was Hayden Christensen. Oh, Anakin Skywalker himself. Nice. You know who else was a guest at the con? The kid that played Soar's Mandeem? Sors Soar's Bandim was there. And they met up. Reunited and it feels so good. Massive. They, they did. Uh, they did. They they like broed it out. So it's good to see them putting, you know, their past behind them. I wonder if Soares Bandim called him a mug.
4: Yeah,
2: mug. Um
1: I guess I should say the kid's actual name. Uh what was the actor's name? Uh, Ross Beadman. Ross Beadman. Oh, what's up Beadman? The beads. <laughs> um So yeah, I just thought that was a neat funny story because you know, we've had some uh <laughs> we've had some interesting interactions with the character who claims to be Soar's band name. Um All right. Well, I guess that's it. It's good to that? know
0: that the two of those guys reunited <coughs>
1: the the guys especially yeah, you know,
0: after what horrible thing happened in the movie. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know what's uh what's interesting, the guy that played Sors Bandim, obviously, it's been 14 years if not longer, probably more like 15 years because They filmed the year before the movie came out or whatever. Um, Does not look anything like Soar's Bandim. Who would have thought?
0: He doesn't look anything like his childhood self.
1: Nope. Soar's Bandim all growed up. It's nice to finally put a face to the image, though. Like, if I didn't know... Like, I know who Soar's band is. Spoiler alert. Like, the Soar's band that calls into the show. Right. I'll never tell. I'll never give that secret away. I think a lot of people know, though. Um, but if I didn't know that's who did it, like, I would have a lot of fun imagining this, like, 21-year-old kid being like, I'm not, I'm not letting my star fade. You
0: used to tell me you thought it was authentic. Like, you thought, know, no, that's his real accent. Like, he's a real British guy.
1: Uh, he is. I'm not joking about that. Like the person who calls in as Sores Bandim is, is actually a British gentleman, a very, very lovely British gentleman.
0: I assume so. I just, I thought that the Sores Bandim character was put on.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that's not his regular. It's not his regular speaking voice. He's definitely like, you know, amp. It would be like if I called in somewhere as a redneck character. Right, you right. Know?
0: Precisely, right.
1: <laughs> but he, he is actually British. All right. Uh, all right, you want to hear from some friends? Indeed, I do. Let me get us set up to do some voicemails. Well, rusty because I haven't had to do this in a couple of weeks. Here we go. Kia G. Kia D! Kia Cockhead! The only Jedi master who can crash box Kia D! Cockhead! Running around, slaying so bitch with his cockhead! He's a
0: big Suey stud! He loves to split chicks with his bud!
1: Kia D! Cockhead! To stroke his cone and suck on his balls! Kia D! Cockhead! What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge
0: But he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow Cockhead!
1: Blue Herbert Cockhead Hansberger Cockhead Will Witten Cockhead Goose Payne Cockhead Gene Money Cockhead King Tom Cockhead Joe Cockhead Kia D Cockhead Cockhead Ah, yes. Feels good. It's a song about a man. A man with a giant dick for a head. All right. First up, we got our buddy King Tom.
2: Let's hear what he has to say. Hey there, Hawes and Will. So, I was wrong. Sometime last month, or maybe even a little bit before that, I sent in a voicemail, expecting that we would see some toy leaks. Lego leaks, toys, toy playsets, whatever. And outside of a minifigure two of characters we already know about, we've got nothing. So, I was wrong about that. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I've been thinking about Triple Force Friday, Triple Force Friday, Triple Force Friday a lot. And don't worry, I'm only gonna do that once. Because that is coming up in October, and that's when we're going to get a lot of merch from The Rise of Skywalker into our hands. But because they're doing it a little bit differently this year, they're also, you know, we know they're adding in The Mandalorian, and they're adding in The Fallen Order. And and I've been wondering, really, what the percentage breakdown of merchandise is going to be. Because I, I know people are going to be excited to get Rise of Skywalker stuff. I mean, usually, you know, Target has some deals around them. That's when I do a lot of Christmas shopping for the kids uh, and for myself. And I could see people being excited about The Mandalorian because we know that's coming. But Fall in Order, I'm sure they might come out with some cool stuff for it. But do people really get excited about toys? And I don't mean, you know, collector's things like um, Black Series or, you know, other special things. But I mean just like everyday toys based off of video games and and yes I ask that knowing that the toy market is a lot different than it was during the original trilogy or even during the the prequel trilogy days and so I'm thinking about what is the percentage breakdown going to be and I'm I'm almost wondering and and I don't mean to put Lucasfilm or Disney in a a bad light here uh, because I'm very optimistic and I'm hoping that we're going to get a lot I'm just hoping they're not using the inclusion of The Mandalorian and even more specifically Fallen Order merchandise on Triple Force Friday to make them put out less Rise of Skywalker stuff because they think it'll spoil it. I mean, (sighs) if they go down that road, then hopefully they would come out with more Rise of Skywalker toys and merchandise after the movie comes out. But do you think there's any possibility they're kind of... Including the other, other stuff to water it down with, well, it's still Star Wars merchandise. It just isn't based on the movie. And, it, you know, that's like the worst case scenario part of my mind thinking that. But I am curious. I wanted to share that, see what you guys thought, and apologize to everyone for being wrong about thinking we'd have some toy stuff by now. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys later.
1: Ooh. Now, see, this is the kind of question I like to sink my teeth into. Merch-related stuff. Um, first off though, I would be remiss if we did, if we got a voicemail from King Tom, if I didn't bring up the rough day that our buddy Tom had today. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. He apparently had a real rough time on hold with a company. Oh. So you know me, you know how much I hate being on, kept on hold.
0: Oh man. It's bad.
1: So I'm going to do this. I don't normally do this, but I'm going to do this solely to cheer up the king. Okay. So if Sorry. you don't mind, um, I got a little something I need to do. Me, 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 me. She said alone by a lamp. pole trying to find out. said, keep a mind. She said, there goes the one I love the most." Her life not far behind. She never let me in. Only tell me where she been. When she had too much to drink. That's for you, Tom, buddy. I know you loved it. Um, <clears throat> Moving right along. Percentage. See, this is a good question. Because the fact that they are including Mandalorian and Jedi fallen order stuff into force Friday, I do think means they can maybe put out less rise of Skywalker stuff at the same time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. When you think about a wave of black series figures, it's normally like four to five figures. So I would imagine it's not like you're going to get every... You're definitely not getting every character from all three properties on Force Friday. They'll spread that stuff out. There'll be, before December, two, maybe three more waves that come out. As At least that's been the way it's been in the past. So for Force Friday, for Black Series, for instance, let's say the first wave is five figures. I would imagine it'll break down to these will be the five figures in the first black series wave. If it's five figures, Ray from the, uh, the rise of Skywalker Kylo from the rise of Skywalker and the Sith trooper. The other two figures will probably be the Mandalorian and Cal from Jedi fallen order. that will be cool. That's a good spread. That's a good wave of black series. I think, um, but yeah, if I had to guess, in some regards, it will be the that will be the case. It'll be a little less rise of Skywalker stuff, and then that allows them to <coughs> um, bring out less or more spoiler centric stuff around the time of the movie or after the movie, right? Um, and I would imagine the same thing is going to go. For all, like, I would imagine you'll see like a, what is that, a three-fifths, right? Three-fifths of the Lego stuff will probably be Rise of Skywalker with the other two uh, being devoted to Mandalorian or Jedi Fallen Order. Now, King Tom is not 100% correct in that nothing has leaked as far as toys have because there have been some Lego leaks. Nothing crazy. In fact, one it's of hard them, to
0: keep all that under wraps, I can imagine.
1: And it all, dude, Lego is a leaky ass ship, too, dude. Like,
0: is it because it all starts and it's got to come over the pond? Like,
1: I don't know. I don't know why it is that Lego stuff seems to leak out uh, a lot of times before anything else. But uh, one of them was funny because they were like, "Oh, here's General Price's torso Lego," and it was just an imperial officer torso lego like whoo, get excited get me pumped wow <laughs> That's some spicy leaks right there just a the torso yeah it didn't even have the the headpiece or the legs or the hands attached it was just the torso interesting so um but yeah now as far as the other like without there being that force link sort of regular and i hope i'm correct but I believe that's what they said. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out as far as sort of spread and amount that each property gets focused on for Force Friday. Uh, what do you think?
0: Oh, you know my my forecasting of this kind of stuff is not too great. Yeah. I think your 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 assessment was probably right. Okay. On Steve Cobra's favorite segment. And Steve Cobra's
1: favorite segment. Alright. So real quick update just because I guess that's gonna be the theme is talking about stuff most people don't care about. But check out what I'm about to play on Spotify. That's spicy. Never thought I'd see the day. The tool catalog is up on Spotify right now. Hot diggity dog. Hot damn. All right. Uh, Next up, we have a voicemail from our buddy Andy, a.k.a. Star Wars Ramblings
3: on Twitter. Hey, Oz. Hey, Will. This is Andy. Uh, Been a minute since I was able to send in a voicemail, but I'm back now. Uh, Will, I hope that you had a good vacation, second vacation, as it were. Um... Well, today, there was the release uh, at Gen Con, I think, where Fantasy Flight revealed that uh, we're getting a Starhawk in Star Wars Armada. It's like a tabletop thing. I'm sure that you guys probably already know, but for anybody listening, it's like a tabletop grand combat thing. Lots of rules lawyering and everything like that. Really fun, really expensive. Um, but what really excited me was actually getting a visual representation of a Starhawk. The Starhawk hasn't been shown ever in any comic book that I'm aware of, anything. It's only been described in the Aftermath uh, trilogy and in Battlefront 2 it was mentioned by name and that's about it. Um, And it's really, really dope. It's not like a unique ship or anything, but it's like uh, the New Republic cruiser, basically. The standard bearer, the New Republic version of a Star Destroyer, whatever, apparently. Um, Anyways, um, that got me thinking about the Starhawk, and then that got me thinking about something that happens at the end of Aftermath Empire's End, with Commodora Gate being an absolutely monstrous badass um not going to ruin that guy for you if you guys are still working your way through that um or planning on working your way through it because it is the dopest thing that I've seen or read in Star Wars outside of the movies and my question to you guys and the whole purpose of this voicemail is what is your guys's favorite that's dope moment in Star Wars outside of the movies And maybe even outside of the uh, cartoon series. Um, Cartoon series answers are perfectly fine, obviously, but uh, like something from a book or something from a comic or something from a video game, Um, canon or legends, it could be something from an N64 game, whatever. Um, What is your favorite? Just, yeah, Star Wars moment. Or event outside of the movies, because there's so many. Even just in the new canon, there's uh, the the entire last quarter of Alphabet Squadron, in my opinion. Um, There's, I mean, that that Vader down moment uh, in that 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 Cross comic uh, issue where. (laughs) All oh, I am surrounded by is fear and dead men. Yes, please. Yes, I like that. <laughs> oh, I, I don't care how dirty God. that sounds. Uh, that presses my Star Wars button and it makes me very, very happy. Uh, anyways, thank you guys. And as always, keep up the absolutely fantastic podcast. And uh, may the Force be with you. Take care.
1: Thanks, Andy. Hey, and speaking yeah. of which... Um, pretty sure I plugged this. Maybe I forgot to, but you guys should go over to Star Wars Ramblings on YouTube. If you want to see your boy Halls Burkhart looking like a fat lump on a log talking about the Mandalorian. Andy had me on his uh, YouTube show to talk about the Mandalorian panel. So if you guys haven't seen that yet, you should go check it out and the rest of his content. It's it's really good. What do you think, Will? What are, are some of a couple of your, oh shit, that's dope that that shit is cool moments uh, outside of the movies
0: outside of the movies um the whole darth
1: bane thing
0: the existence of darth bane like the canon of him creating a rule of two kind of kind of thing i think that was pretty sick i think it's awesome um let's see I don't know. You tell tell me one, and I'll, I'll think up another one. Okay,
1: so for me, I would say, I believe this was in Darth Vader, not Star Wars, when they rebooted the comics at Marvel. You know, Darth Vader sends Boba Fett to get information on Luke Skywalker to find out who the rebel pilot is Yeah. that uh, blew up the Death Star. And he goes back and tells Vader and he's like, his name is Skywalker. And then like, it's sh- it shows like Vader clenching his fist. He's all pissed. And then there's a shot from behind Vader, and he's standing in the, like the viewport of a star destroyer, and that shit is all cracking and crumbling because he's so pissed. He's like losing his shit over that r- uh, realization. I thought that yeah. was really cool. I thought that was a really cool moment.
0: That is cool. The fact that Vader puts up with Doctor Afra to me, I guess, is humanizing. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, you just assume Vader kills every living thing he comes across. But he puts up with Dr. Afra.
1: <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Not my favorite... Um. You know, not my favorite episode of Rebels. Because of... Well, it turned out to... Uh, I'm better with it than I was initially, but... Like Ahsoka's whole I am no Jedi thing to Vader before they start duking it out at the end. That's pretty fucking cool. That part is cool. I know he said, you know, maybe outside of the cartoons, but that one for me is hard to ignore. I really like that part. Um, I'm trying to think here. Uh, The big revelation in Knights of the Old Republic, I think is probably the best use of the surprise moment in Star Wars outside of the movies. It's the one that comes closest to being as good as Empire Strikes Back to me.
0: Luke going to find the instructions to build a lightsaber in old Ben Kenobi's hut. You know, that's pretty fuck. Yeah. Star Wars for me
1: from shadows of the empire. Yeah, dude, L- Luke's level in Battlefront 2. Yeah. Dude, that is badass. The vault, the. Uh, the original Battlefront 2 when you got to play as Keyote Mundi.
0: I'm blanking a little bit on that.
1: It's been a while. Understand. Oh,
0: when you're on Fallujah?
1: Yeah. Or. Yeah. Uh, is it Fallujah? I can't remember. Maybe it's. Majito Majito magito. magito um
0: one of those. I know I think I'm starting to remember now.
1: The I think um the whole Exar Kun Hewlett Keld Keldroma. Oh yeah. Like cutting him off from the force. Like that's how they defeat him and like they don't kill him and then there's the whole thing, like the very last arc in the Tales of the Jedi, like clearly had to be some sort of parallel thinking or um, or influence on the sequel trilogy because it's about a young Force-sensitive lady who goes to seek out. Al- Sorry about that, guys. The batteries died on my recorder. So right in the middle of me talking. Um, I was going to say, it had to have some sort of influence on the sequel trilogy because like i said it's a young force sensitive lady seeking out a jedi master who's fucked up and is in exile so i think that i really love that comic series it's one that to me holds up really well and probably because it's set so far away from you know the main events of star wars that i don't i don't find it conflicting very much you know um trying to think you got any more for me
0: i'm i'm blanking real hard i oh just playing rogue squadron the video game oh yeah I, I, was it on gamecube or maybe it was well n64. so the first there was, might have been one for each
1: yeah the first one came out on n64 and then the next two came out on gamecube
0: the one on N64 was good. The one on GameCubes blew my mind. Yeah, dude. They were uh, so good. <clears throat> um, And then playing the Starfighter modes on Battlefront 2, the newest Battlefront 2, are pretty mind-blowing as well.
1: Dude, I remember firing up before I ever had X wing, I had tie fighter on the PC with a right. shitty little like cheap flight stick. The first time firing that game up and realizing like what you could do and all like you had to control your shields and your engine power and all that, like that blew my mind. That blew my mind that I was able to do that in a yeah. game. Um, yeah, I'll have to think about this topic some more cause there's definitely more of them. Um, you know outside of the movies
0: fighting ig88 on the trash planet oh my god dash rendar in the shadows of empire that was pretty cool
1: with the whole train level and stuff
0: oh god that was hard as shit dude it was hard as shit
1: that's either i can't remember that's either supposed to be kessel or ord mantel i can't remember for sure which one it is um
0: Ripping that fucking Star Destroyer out of the sky as The Apprentice in The Force Unleashed was pretty fucking cool.
1: It is cool for a video game, but I'll be damned if jackasses on YouTube and the internet haven't made me. I wouldn't say I mean, hate yeah, that. They ruined, they ruined it. But, but they haven't made me resent that. That's the word I'm looking for. Resent. Um, Yeah. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff out there, man. Uh, all right. Let's moving right along. Uh, this one's from our buddy, Jim. Let's hear what he has to say.
4: Halls and will. How you doing? Halls and will. No, uh, I had a bit of a strange question. Um, would you watch a version of star Wars, uh, mainly the original trilogy with no music? Um, No music and no space sound effects, like, you know, there's no sound in space, blah, blah. So the only sound you get is over the um, intercoms. The music is part of, his a character in Star Wars, so don't think that I prefer it or anything. I would just really like to uh, watch it, watch that version of it. Um, You know, the parts that really uh, are heightened and enhanced by the music, I think, would be very, very interesting. Like when, you know, Darth Vader says you're a member of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away! And then instead of the nice Imperial March, it's just like silence and you just hear footsteps and everybody walks away. It would really just add to the coldness of space and how serious the situation is. I just think it'd be interesting. Like I said, I wouldn't want to only be able to watch that way, but I just think it'd be really neat um, to experience uh, what got me thinking about it was that a friend of mine got to see all the movies where they take the, the music out, and then a live orchestra right there plays uh, with wow. the movie. And I would just, man, I'd kill to see that, but uh, I haven't heard of it being around. But uh, welcome back, Will. I know that uh, Hawes really missed you, man, and uh, we all did. So um, you have a great evening, guys. Ignite the green.
1: Welcome back. Um, uh, would I
0: watch it? Yes. Would yeah. I enjoy it as much? Probably not. But it, I, I get the kind of neatness of like maybe a documentary aspect of it. Like found footage, maybe documentary compilation. Mm-hmm. Kind of you know, like the scientificness of there being no sound in space. I... I'm much more entertained by the space sound effects and the, and moved by the instrumental score. But I mean, I would totally love to see a live orchestra play in, you know, those spots in the movie.
1: Yeah. I, to me, that's like asking me to have a bowl of cereal with water. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, or just a, some dry, uh, cinnamon toast crunch no milk you know what i mean like it's in a way
0: if the if the regular watching it is milk and cereal right
1: right and then
0: watching it without sound is probably like cereal no milk
1: yeah that's what i'm saying just dry
0: and then what is watching it with the orchestra live is that like milk right from the cow's teat
1: no man that is like going to the general mills factory And just holding a giant mixing bowl under the spout as fresh (laughs) cinnamon toast crunch falls into the the bowl.
0: Still warm from the machine.
1: Yeah, and then just like the freshest, coldest, purest milk you've ever had in the bowl. Golden spoon in hand. You know what I mean? Like
0: I can dig it. I can dig it.
1: That's what I think it is. I got you. You know what that is? That's a cheat day on the diet. That's what that's what watching the Star Wars movie with the the live action or with the live orchestra. That's it's what like that's someone
0: is. it's like you being laid out in a chair and someone putting the appropriate amount of cereal into your open mouth and just like the right drop of milk in there.
1: While I watch Star Wars. Yeah. And then I'm just like, another. 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 <laughs> um you know what's interesting about this idea to me is I'm a fan of Firefly. You are too, right? Yes. Yes, I am. And Firefly took a much more sort of scientific approach to space where right. there is no sound in space. And I prefer the Star Wars approach to it.
0: He's right. It does purvey the coldness and emptiness of yeah. space.
1: And I realized that if I was actually in a spaceship or in a spacesuit outside of a spaceship in space, that's what it would be like. But you know the space sound effects
0: are much more entertaining
1: you're talking about like some of the most iconic and badass pieces of star wars you know like
0: and i'm imagining specifically the death star blowing up and there just being nothing
1: yeah you know what i mean like or or alderan blowing up and there just being no sound be crazy and right and
0: knowing like if the camera were close as close as it is to those actual explosions Like, there would be no camera. Like, the force from those explosions would incinerate any device that would be recording images.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Neil deGrasse Tyson would love that.
1: Yeah, and I'd be like, get out of here with your mustache and your hat. Come on, man. Let me enjoy Star Wars. I love science, too, and space, man, but... It's no. not science, yeah. It's science fiction. Yeah. Science-fiction. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Thank you. Okay. We got one email, and then uh, we'll call it a night. This is from our buddy Josh. What's up, buddies? I haven't emailed in in a while. I apologize, but I've been pretty busy at work and have had some stuff going on. But I'm back. Halls would be proud because I, in my hiatus, I have started the Lost series, and I am in the middle of season three have also started the Highlander film series. You are having a blast. You've never wow. seen either of those? Damn. If you if you have to watch past Highlander 1, watch Highlander 2 the Renegade version. It's the only way to fly. Highlander 3, it's okay. okay. And then after that, mm, I don't know, man. If you want to check them out, I guess uh i've only watched the first two and have three more to go but to have never seen these movie before i have to say they are pretty cool i've also been listening to some new star wars books and trying to stay up to date with the star wars news can't wait till december but november when disney plus drops will work until then anyway guys i'll quit rambling on just wanted to stop by and say hey because it's been a little bit still listening to the show and the patreon as well daily Hope you guys have a great weekend, and may the force be with you, Josh, aka Billy Bob. And thanks for writing in, buddy. <sighs> Once you okay, watch Highlander, if you're if you're going all in on Highlander, Josh. Right, watch one, two, and three, and then <laughs> you got to watch the Highlander TV show before you watch Highlander four.
0: Yeah, because none of that would make any sense.
1: By the way, Highlander used the title Endgame well before The Avengers. Well Indeed. before. Not a great movie, though. And the one that follows that, even worse. It was a Sci-Fi Channel original. Say no more. Say and new more. <laughs> you know what? That's, you know how all these
0: properties are getting rebooted? Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily a fan of all the reboots, But it is time to reboot Highlander. Like, it's time. You know, it's time.
1: It could be amazing. It could be really cool. And it's to the point where I can't hold it against it if it is a reboot. You know, like at this point, there's not going to be another Christopher Lambert Highlander.
0: I I don't. Yeah. I don't need another Connor. Like, it would be cool to see another Highlander, like yeah. an immortal from the Scott you know the Scottish uh Highlands um, David Tennant would make a
1: good villain recently, very recently, our buddy Chris Fresh from the Geek Dudes tagged me in an image on Instagram that was Christopher Lambert and. Freddie Mercury hanging out, probably for a music video for the original cool. Highlander. And uh, I was like, man, I love this. And he said, they need to make Highlander hot toys, which I totally agree with. Highlander, I feel, and it's probably... would make a
0: good hot toy.
1: It would make an excellent hot toy. But I, I feel like it's one of those things that may be... I don't know if it's a rights issue where the rights are just really locked down or there's not a ton of interest so companies don't go after it but there's not like is it the, like, the, the kurgan the kurgan yeah
0: that would make a crazy hot toy
1: that's all like i need i need a current stapled neck and, shit. and a connor mcleod from the can- clan mcleod there can, be only one. there can be only one that's what i need i just need those two and i'm and good. sean connery ramirez maybe ramirez ramirez maybe maybe ramirez um but yeah i don't know if it's one of those things that like there's just not enough interest in the property for say funko to go out and make funko pops like there's no funko pop of highlander characters
0: but there's Um, funko pops of damn near everything
1: i know but that to me either shows the lack of interest in highlander are
0: there league of extraordinary gentlemen funko pops
1: i don't believe so
0: Well, I can't blame them.
1: Neither can I. Um, But yeah, I, I think a Highlander reboot would be really cool. And in the process, what I was trying to say is I went and looked up Highlander merchandise after Chris tagged me in that. And there's some out there. There's some stuff out there that I didn't even know existed. There's a couple of Highlander video games. Really? I had no idea existed. Apparently there was a Highlander video game in development for like the PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty that got canceled. But there's like um, some screenshots of it and stuff that look really cool. I, I guess it wasn't shaping out to be very good, but like I would have been all about that game. Um, the Afro Samurai game didn't
0: shape out to be that great.
1: Did you ever you watched the Highlander anime with me? The movie. Yeah. The one done, I think, by the guy that did Ninja Scroll. Weird. Yeah, weird. And then there was the weird Highlander cartoon. I don't know if it originally aired on USA Network, but that's where I used to watch it. The one that came on in like the 90s.
0: I used to watch the show on USA. and then And then it moved to sci-fi.
1: We're all good things go to die. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Like, I'm a Connor McCloud number one all day type of guy, but I can't say I didn't watch a ton of that Highlander show. I watched a ton I mean, of
0: it. I Connor is the best McCloud, but I don't know. Duncan was so 90s cool, I guess. Like, I, I was a Duncan guy because I watched, you know, I got to see him more on screen than I did Connor.
1: My dad and I went to see Highlander Endgame in the theater. And I don't want to give away too much because we literally just read an email from a guy who has never seen the movies. But there's something that happened in that movie that, like, made me so angry.
0: I know what you're talking about.
1: I was so mad. Like, visibly mad in the theater.
0: What I thought was so odd was that they both ended up with like damn near the same katana
1: yeah how'd that happen how's that not in
0: the movie but like
1: in the show yeah and like
0: they both have like dragon handle katanas.
1: man Man. yeah i I agree with you buddy it's time for a highlander reboot or even remake at this point i would go yeah if done correctly um and, like, if it came out with a really good first trailer, I'd be there day one for a Highlander movie. Hell yeah. Best fucking... The Plan fu- it
0: as a three-movie trilogy. The final quickening happens at the end of the third movie. And then just, you know, don't get greedy. Yeah. Make good stories. <laughs> Uh-huh. Born to be kings, we're the
1: princes of the universe, here we belong, Fighting to survive in the
0: war with the
1: darkest power. Oh my God, that is so Does badass.
0: That- If that doesn't give you a chub, you're not alive.
1: Dude, it makes me want to rip my shirt off, grab the Highlander sword off the shelf, and run into the front yard and just start swinging on folks, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. It gets me so hyped. (laughs) Uh, If I was a wrestler, that would be my entrance music.
0: Oh, wouldn't it, though?
1: I always joke that since. going off. I always joked that since I'm in a wheelchair, if I was like a fighter or a wrestler, my entrance would be um, Walk by Pantera.
0: Or Rod and Dirty.
1: But uh, I, I definitely think it would really be fucking Princes of the Universe. Man, I could listen to that song 10 times in a row, especially that first bit.
0: I probably have.
1: I probably have too. <laughs> I know I have. There's no probably to it. Downloading that shit off a of Napster and blaring it blaring it at three in the morning while I'm playing EverQuest. My poor parents are just like, I want some sleep. So shut up, halls. Turn down the music. It's one of those songs you play before a date
0: to get yourself really fucking pumped.
1: Oof. No. Yeah. That's for a man who has more confidence than me. Uh, get too nervous for before that sort of thing to be like yeah i'm gonna hype myself up it's more like oh how am i gonna fuck this up this is gonna go bad why am i doing this (laughs) anyways i think that does it for this for us this week uh thanks for recording buddy it's good to have you back dude thanks for having me back it's good to be back um if you like our theme song which is almost as badass as princes of the universe check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music They're stoned cobra you can find them on itunes spotify and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com uh leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts really helps other
0: people find us yes
1: and we've had a couple of new ones i really appreciate it we're up to like 162 reviews so that's really cool guys let's get that up to 238 more it's not bad. Those are rookie numbers. Gotta pump those numbers up. yeah I'm happy with that. I'm happy with our place in the world. I'm kidding. That's a movie question. There's no time for us. There's no who wants to live forever. Who wants to love. This is all your fault, Chris Fresh. Um, but yeah, until next week, this has been Blue Harvest and I'm Al's Burkhart. And I'm Will Whitten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you.
2: May the force be with us.